0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the Online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the Online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.
1: For years, Beto Soto had two secrets, and these weren't small secrets. These were really big secrets, the kind that define who you are, Beto is openly gay now, but he didn't come out until a few years ago.
2: It all just like came out like vomit, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this not how I pictured my coming out. I wanted a party. <laughs> I wanted a cute, like, rainbow flags, and you know what I mean? <laughs> but it wasn't that way, and it had to happen in order to keep me safe, you know? I think if I didn't have, if I wouldn't have done that, I would have probably fallen into a dark place and not followed my, you know, goals and ambitions.
1: Following goals and ambitions, though, was doubly hard for Beto because of his other secret. He's undocumented. Beto's been living without citizenship papers in the U.S. since his family brought him here when he was six.
2: We just crossed and we ended up here. (laughs) And honestly, like most of us, we have shared that we didn't understand what that meant. You know, like we understand what it meant to come to the U.S. and what was was that going to look like for us in the future? You know, like it's also crucial that people know that, you know, we don't, we don't, we didn't know. We didn't decide to come here.
1: I'm Alan Lilienthal, and you're listening to Only Here, the KPBS podcast about the place where San Diego and Tijuana meet. Today, we talked to Beto Soto about being gay and undocumented, and the photographic series he made about the experience. Only here can you find an undocumented San Diego photographer documenting what it's like to live nearly your whole life in a country without full citizenship. More after the break.
0: APBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.
1: Beto laughs a lot, and not just about funny stuff. He laughs at really serious stuff, too. It seems like a defense mechanism like he's laughing instead of letting his real emotions show. The 24-year-old artist has always struggled with anxiety. He says that the anxiety stems from the fact that, for years, he didn't tell people about two big parts of his personality. He's gay and he's undocumented. Beto's been living in the U.S. since his family crossed him from Mexico through the San Ysidro Port of Entry when he was six. Beto's parents wanted to give their kids more opportunities than they had growing up. They knew it was illegal, but Beto says at the time it was fairly easy to cross, especially kids at the border, so it was a risk his parents were willing to take.
2: I remember eating McDonald's on the way here and saying my first English word, which was hi, to the, you know, the Border Patrol agents, <laughs> and we just passed like nothing. Um, I remember waiting for my mother because it took her a while to get across. Uh, she... Um, She took about a month to get across, and we were really, like, dying (laughs) because we needed our mom.
1: (laughs) His mom did eventually make it through, and the family ended up settling in Palm Springs, a desert town just north of San Diego. Beto said the adjustment to a new life in a new country wasn't
2: easy. It was a little bit difficult because there were some racist people in in Palm Springs. Um, I did experience some classmates who were, like, very against Mexican people, which was, like, really... Really hard, you know. Like you were like, wait, like, why are you so mean to me? (laughs) You know, like I just want to share my like cheese hits with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it was difficult to to experience that, you know, like not being able to like defend yourself in a way. You know, not being able to clearly tell her like, girl, stop.
1: Beto's parents moved to San Diego and ended up separating. The kids stayed with their mom because the family was undocumented. They often ended up in precarious living situations, depending on roommates to help them cover rent. At one point, they lived with a roommate who Beto says attempted to sexually assault him. Without planning on it, he ended up coming out to his mom as gay. It just spilled out of him when he finally decided to tell his mom about the assault.
2: I remember telling my mom, being scared and she kind of didn't believe me in a way but until i broke down <laughs> like hysterically it's when she was like okay we gotta do something so we moved away from there being a single parent's hard too so the situation you really have to just sometimes i w- I even thought about just being staying quiet because i'm like i don't want my mom to be struggling through another situation to finding a place to live in you know so uh, yeah it was difficult coming out um
1: Coming out of the closet proved to be life-changing, but at first, it made things worse. His mom took some time to get comfortable with the idea, so Beto ended up homeless for a short time. He reached out to the local LGBTQ center, but they couldn't provide much help.
2: I did remember them telling me you need a social security number for us to help you with housing, and that's beyond, you know, like, they can't really do much about that, you know, and I understand that. But it did it really impact me. I'm like, wait, well, like, what do I do? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't have anybody. Like, I don't know where to go. Like, how am I going to keep surviving, you know?
1: But then things got better. Beto found his community. He connected with LGBTQ people and groups in town. A friend gave him a place to stay, and the groups gave him access to classes and resources that helped him build on his painting and photography skills. His happiness level increased big time, his anxiety started falling away. Then Beto found AJA Project, a local nonprofit that provides arts education to underserved youth. He felt like he had found a second home. The organization made him an official member of its youth council. And after a while, he felt safe enough to tell them about his undocumented status. Divulging that secret also proved to be life-changing. Time for a break. When we come back, how coming out as undocumented both gave Beto a better chance at a future here and also made him face the reality of deportation.
2: I had no words. I was like, I had a day to myself where I just sat in bed and thought about possibilities and outcomes and, you know, nightmares that can happen as well, you know? Because we have our information. We've gone through several background checks.
1: More soon. Former President Barack Obama announced the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. DACA shields people like Beto, those brought to the United States illegally as children, from deportation. The program also makes them eligible for a work permit in the U.S. AJA Project, the nonprofit Beto linked up with, walked him through the process of signing up for DACA. His mentors made sure he filled out every form and made it to every appointment. Up until then, Beto had been working freelance jobs or getting paid under the table at restaurants and cafes. But he wants to be a professional photographer. He just couldn't see a clear path forward or a real future for himself. DACA changed that.
2: I didn't really think that was going to be possible, you know, until I met people doing this kind of work, like the Azure Project, that it made me see like it can be possible.
1: With the help of AJA Project and another nonprofit, the Open Society Foundations, Beto got to work on a documentary photography project he ended up calling UndocuQueer, Stories from Border Town. Beto found people like him who were both undocumented and LGBTQ. And over a year and a half, he checked in regularly with the people, taking photos of them and asking them to talk about what it was like growing up. He showed the result of his work 36 photographs and powerful quotes from his interviews at the Museum of Photographic Arts in Baboa Park last year. He also built a website, undocuqueer.org. The website includes more photos and the full written interviews with each person. It also asks other undocumented LGBTQ people to share their stories. Here are some bits of the interviews Beto did with Daniel Yu, Diamis G., and Jesus M., all undocumented LGBTQ people who live in San Diego.
0: Not a lot of people know that I'm, that I'm a DACA recipient. And not, it's not that I'm ashamed of it, but just nobody asks. There's so much that people in our society, and our community, has gone through.
1: Through this time, it's also really important for me to highlight that we're humans too, right? And, and I'm not the first one, and I won't be the last one to say this, right? That we are human beings that feel, that cry, that get angry. And all of our emotions are valid, even when we are seen as less than, even when we are dehumanized, right? That we still deserve to be humans in all that that means. At our interview with Beto at an outdoor cafe in South Park, he pulled out his computer and brought up photos of Diamis a transgender woman who performs as a drag queen in Hillcrest and North Park.
2: So this is one of the participants. It's a set of 20 photos, but we're showcasing 10 to 8 in each person. Let me open this.
1: Her story, like other stories in Beto's project, includes lots of confusion about identity, struggles with poverty, and trying to fit in. Beto's photos aren't perfect. In fact, they're not photoshopped at all. They're pretty raw. And many of them capture intimate moments that offer a glimpse into the day-to-day lives of undocumented LGBTQ people. For example, he included photos of the transgendered woman performing as a drag queen, but also took pictures of her sitting on her couch at home with her husband and Chihuahuas. Beto says he just wanted to show their humanity, tell their stories. Try to make people understand why this group of people want to stay in the U.S., to continue living the lives they've worked so hard to build here.
2: I'm trying to convey um, most mainly like to humanize her stories to showcase that we're regular human beings that we're doing regular things, going to work going to school, persevering a career. You know, uh, just trying to get by. Sometimes too, some participants have shared that they had had to stop going to school because of you know having to work full time to be able to afford living in San Diego as well. So it's all these. It's just to convey that. We're human, you know, we're here and we we were raised here just like your children, you know, like our friends who are your children, you know.
1: In 2017, the Trump administration announced plans to phase out DACA. Those plans are on hold and various courts have said it's not legal to end it. But it's still not clear what's going to happen. When that first DACA announcement was made, a few of the undocumented people Beto was following for his project dropped out. They told them they didn't want their faces and their first names out in the public like that anymore. They were scared. The uncertainty was scary for Beto, too. The future he pictured for himself was starting to fall apart.
2: Every day is a roller coaster, to be honest. Every day I check into the groups that are created for documented people who are just sharing DACA news and experiences. And I hope every morning that I don't see something negative that's going to happen to DACA. And it's a constant um, trauma, you know. Like I, I wake up every morning. I do what I love right now, and like tomorrow, I can't. I won't be able to do that, you know. Like it's, it's. So I always take each day, like as it's as if it's my last.
1: But being out as undocumented and gay has opened up worlds for Beto. It connected him to his community. It inspired him to create an art project that helps other people like him tell their story too. Through his art project, he's also become an advocate for the rights of undocumented people. To anyone who will listen, he'll tell them why they should care about undocumented people too.
2: Put yourself in my shoes. You know? Imagine if you had no, no documentation. would you do you know how would you get along how would you go by would you also want to be kicked out of the country you were raised in it wasn't our choice like it wasn't my choice it wasn't any of our choices to come here who at six years old says i'm gonna go to america tonight you know like that doesn't happen you know and it's this is why these kind of projects are important you know to, to to tell these stories to be able to for people to understand that, you know, we were kids when we were were brought here, you know? We were working hard to make this country better as well.
1: The other day, as Beto was crossing the street, he says someone yelled out a car window at him. You're gonna get deported. It's hard. Every day is hard, he says. Beto can't bring himself to plan for what he'd do if he did actually get deported, sent back to a country he doesn't remember. Instead, he's trying to focus on getting into college. Beto's out from the shadows of his two big secrets, and things are okay at the moment. But with DACA still a big, hazy question mark, he's feeling like he's back in the dark again. Next time on the podcast, a new classical music composition that explores what immigration feels like for kids.
0: But the fact is, is um, migration is generations old. It's uh, People have been going from place to place. America was founded on that. And what I see this is as a human piece.
1: Only here is the symphony bringing together a composer and a poet to make music about a kid crossing the border. Only Here is a KPBS podcast hosted by me, Alan Lilienthal. It was written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the technical producer. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the director of programming. Sarah Anderson is our student assistant. KPBS podcasts are made possible by listeners like you. Go to kpbs.org to make a donation or become a member today. Thank you.